This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello, and a very good evening to everyone who is joining us from Sydney. And I guess um, there is a very heavy hailstorm which is hitting outside my... Uh, I can hear that storm hitting in the eastern suburbs. I don't know about the western suburbs, George. But, no, uh, no, we're copted as well. Okay. Hopefully everyone is taking care of themselves um, because we know this is Freedom Week and everybody is somewhere outside enjoying the Freedom Week. So hopefully they are staying safe. But in today's Thursday's Daily Dose, uh, we are discussing about this interesting discussion um, of how the Panama Papers have exposed this industry, the offshore finance industries. Now, I think everybody must be reading about that. This has been the largest investigation in the history of journalism. And it has exposed that financial system which was running in the offshore now, if you look at these um, figures, you see that 2.6 terabytes of data, 11.5 million documents, and 214,000 shell companies. That's what is the size of this exposed uh, papers, Panama papers, which were released. The major concern here is that a lot of top politicians and businessmen, they have been trying to evade or you know, finding new ways of not paying their taxes, their fair shares of taxes. And that's what has been exposed through these papers. Now, if you look at the response uh, from the, um, the company, the law, com- the law company, which has been working from Panama, which says that we have been, we have been you know, working for these clients for decades, and there has not been, it's not something which is, Illegal, absolutely. That that that's not a problem. You know, it's it's using offshore companies is 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 legal. But the main problem here is that these kind of uh, offshore companies, law firms, and the banks, they are not complying with the laws, which make their cl- clients require them to involve. You know, so if their clients are involved in tax evasion, or their clients are involved in criminal enterprises they can still get away with that without showing any proof or documents. And that's where the problem lies. What are your, what are your initial comments on this, George? Yeah, it's a bit like the, it's a bit like the law firm saying um, we're dealing with legal tender because it's uh, American dollars or Australian dollars, so it's legal. Well, we're not arguing whether that part of it's legal. What we're arguing about and what we're questioning is how did you acquire the legal tender. The um, there is a there is a very specific uh, 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 discrimination between uh, tax minimisation, which is a legal legitimate right, and tax evasion, which is illegal. Now, so that's on a legal perspective. You, you, you have every right to try and minimise your tax, but, but you can't evade tax or avoid tax. Equally, um, you, have, you have the legal right to have an offshore 
company and you have a legal right to have um, um, uh, trust accounts and all sorts of things. But, but what happened to the moral ethics? Where's, where's the morals in all of this? Um, it's very interesting, and I know because you are very good at studying statistics and figures and that, um, Sarab, you will know them far better than me. But isn't it interesting in this document, the number of political leaders that head up some of the poorest countries in the world, yet they have amassed millions, if not billions of dollars, and they're not even in their own country, they're somewhere else, right? So one would have to question the morality of that. One would have to question, how did you get so much money in such a poor country? Um, we've, uh, you know, I said tongue in cheek the other week that uh, I was so impressed that the, the leader of Af Afghanistan left the country, as he said, to save the people, except he took his money with him. Um, I didn't actually bother to have a look to see whether he has a, uh, a tax haven uh, account somewhere. Um, so it's it's not it's not just about whether it's legal. It's about whether it's moral and ethically right. Um, and I noticed in one of the one of the documents that I was reading, they they talk about um, that this this is threatening democracy. I don't know whether it's necessarily threatening democracy, but it's certainly got to make people think and wonder and 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 have less trust, even more more worry about what our leaders are doing. Yeah. And That's it also reduces the trust on the different institutions that you have within your own country and outside your country in order to, you know, because we always see these institutions as, you know, a, a, as an institution which will really help us to question these bureaucratic leaders. Now, if we see that these kind of institutions are also involved in, in some sort of um, back-end deals with these, with these politicians or business leaders, then it diminishes the levels of trust that me as a citizen of a country might have on that institution. And that's what we have been coasting over the years. The independence of institutions somehow seem to have been going over the years. Um, and one of the articles that I was reading was related to United States. United States seems to be preaching a lot of things to the world. United States mm -hmm. is the first country which says that, um, you know, this country is not following transparency or this country is not transparent enough. What about your own self? Um, you know, a lot of uh, top billionaires from United States are still able to evade taxes. We all yep. know the names of those billionaires. Um, we don't know. We don't want to name name them here because we, we already know the names. But what's yep. the main point here is why is there no accountability set for those billionaires to pay their fair share of taxes, um, and just demanding others who might not be even in the radar of paying taxes? You know, we threaten those people who might not be paying one thousand dollars of their taxes but we don't want to threaten people who are not paying 1 billion of their taxes or, you know, millions of their taxes. So we are not threatening the top shelf of uh, the criminals who are evading taxes. We are trying to, you know, look at the bottom of the shelf and see, okay, you know, this is, these are not paying the taxes and we need to file case against them. I think that's a big problem, George. Yeah. 
And it's, um, again, you know, um, just using two examples, Kenya and Azerbaijan, um, three examples, if you like, include Pakistan in that. Um, there's, there is, there is all sorts of stories about the, the people that are, that, that are poor in those countries and need help and blah, 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 blah. And yet, um, um, the, reading the article that I read, um, it would appear that um, uh, Imran Khan is not involved in this, but there's a couple of his ministers that are. Um, the, the, you know, we're talking about the Kenyan and Azerbaijan uh, presidents. Um, like, if you're in that country and you're struggling, you and something like this comes out, you've got to be starting to wonder. Um, the land, the land of communism, the land of communism, where all things are equal. Um, and yet Vladimir Putin's a little bit more equal than the next bloke, apparently. Um, so, you know, you have, to, you have to scratch your head and say, well, so what is fair anymore? What is fair income? Yeah. And, and one of the things that this does is if enough people see um, enough of their leaders and the big companies sticking their nose in the trough, and they can't do that. They're not. They, they don't have the money to have uh, sixteen lawyers set up an intricate account and all of that. But the average person then starts to question: Well, why should I? Why should I pay everything that I should if if they can get away with it? Okay, um, and and it it's just for the trickle down effect is is people saying: Well, you're not chasing those guys, so why why should I pay mine? Yeah, that, that's that's such a valid point you have raised, George, because if you are looking at the influential people not paying taxes, you will also get demoralized to pay any taxes because you might feel that why should I pay any tax when, you know, you're not catching those people. But again, that's what I'm telling you that people who are at a lower level, you know, citizens, the common man, they are the ones who are generally threatened, who have not paid probably $2,000 of their taxes and they are the ones who are threatened most and not the businessmen because of their back-end ties and back-end relationships. And I think that's where the independence of these institutions are really important. Uh, when you try to come up with, you know, uh, back-end deals, what you are doing is you are just taking away their independence and uh, then there is no use of the institution, isn't it? So why was the institution, why is any court or why is any independent institution created because they can keep a check on what's happening in the country or what's happening in the world um, if they are just going through that back-end deal then you know the, they are just kind of a institution uh, on the paper i want to show the audience uh, an image here which will show you the number of people in different countries whose name names have been there in panama papers so if you see the image on the screen where the 336 politicians in Pandora papers are from. Now, most of them you can see are from the Russian, Russian region. We can see a lot from the South Asian region, the, um, the, the South American region. So these are the areas where you will find most of them uh, in this case. And to name some of them, you know, we know Egyptian, Autocrat Hosni Mubarak's name has been there. 
Um, former Pakistan Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif's name has been there. Uh, Gaddafi's name has been there, right? And in addition to that, there have been so many more people uh, whose names have been there. But um, another, you know, research suggests that this document has somehow missed on to the names of top billionaires in the United States uh, who have not been paying their taxes. Um, and unfortunately, those names have been coming in every U.S. elections. If you if you look at what Bernie Sanders keeps on saying, um, I, I'm not a big fan of Bernie Sanders, but he keeps on picking those names in every election, right? Yep. But again, we don't see any kind of action really happening in that regard. Even Joe Biden said that the top um, um, you know, billionaires need to pay, pay their fair share, but again, we have not seen that action coming forward. Yeah. Um, the, um, I'm, I was just trying to look through here to get the right figures. Um, um, ah, here we go. So I'll just read a section out of this. Mm -hmm. Then there is the fact that Tony and Cherie Blair purchased a $6.5 million property in London, <clears throat> excuse me, partially owned by a Bayrani minister's family by acquiring an offshore company and saving more than £300,000 in property taxes. Now, we're not suggesting that what Tony Blair and his wife did was illegal. But how would you feel if you're, if you're the guy on the street in London and you're being asked to pay your property taxes and you're being asked to pay your fair share of tolls and all the other and, and government after government after government says to you, we need taxes because taxes is how we keep the country running and you find out your, your I don't know whether this was when he was in or out of uh, government, but your your ex or current prime minister he saved three hundred thousand pounds. What's the motivation to the Joe Blow in the street? So, so let me get this right. You want to raise our taxes because this is good for the country, but you're finding ways of lowering your taxes, and you're on a lot more pounds per week than the average bloke sweeping the streets or working the shops in downtown London. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think uh, you were talking about this fact that you have read that democracy is in danger. I think what probably um, I must say in that regard is when these institutions are um, helping uh, these businessmen and politicians to evade taxes, it kinds of really raises a lot of questions on the authenticity and integrity of the institution as well as, you know, raises a lot of questions as to what is going on at the back end when they are when they are helping them to evade their taxes. And there seems to be a deep state in a lot of countries, and there seems to be a deep state in this as well. When we see that probably, you know, it is being controlled by somebody else, and there seems to be those back end dealings, and everything seems to be fixed. You know, and that's why it might be saying you, uh, the article might be saying that the democracy is in danger indirectly because, because, you know, everything is fixed. You know, that's what it suggests. Well, let's, let's just, let's just take, 
America in the last elections. We had Donald Trump raving, ranting, some would say hallucinating, um, about Biden's avoidance of tax, Biden's involvement with China, Biden's this, Biden's that. We had the Democrats, on the hand, other hand, talking about um, Donald Trump's involvement with all sorts of deals left, right and centre, and he's supposed to have so many court cases in play with the tax department. And, um, you know, I remember reading articles that once he's out of the... Uh, they have some system in America where they can't they can't prosecute the standing uh, president, which is pretty cool. That means you can virtually get away with anything, and they won't they won't punish you because you're the president. Um, um, shame Richard Nixon didn't know about that. <laughs> but since Trump's left, what have you heard about anybody in any authority chasing down supposedly the tax? money that he's avoided. Not a word. What have we heard from anybody that anybody has traced down and tracked down to see whether Biden did or didn't um, uh, get money illegally? Not a word. Uh, we hear all these accusations levelled at Putin, but what comes of it? Nothing. We hear them against, we, you know, we, you can go back to the uh, Amelda Marcos with the 4,000 pairs of shoes or whatever it was in the Philippines, right? But whatever happened about it? Not much. And so it's sad, but I think, uh, and, and you've heard me say this before, you're going to hear me say it many, many times again, until the general people, in each and every country understand that we are the voice. We're the ones that have got to do something about it. It's not going to change because I can tell you in Australia, um, Gladys Berejiklian has resigned over questions about whether she's done something wrong. I'm not saying that she has or she hasn't, but I can tell you at least half the people I've spoken to about that say, well, what does it matter? The other side does it too. If, 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 and, and I, if you, if you speak to people, when I travel to Greece, I talk to the average person. They had, many a person in Greece said, unless you get rid of every politician in Greece, it's not going to change because one's as bad as the other. If we went to the Middle East, they'll say the same thing. If you go to Russia, they'll say the same thing. So people have almost got to a stage where they, they put their arm up and they say, well, they're all doing it. So until... until the general population demands more in any and every country, you're not going to get it. And that's you're just the not problem going to get it. We can, we can talk about this, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that's the problem, you know, George. That my hope the is that our podcast media. gets through to people. Yep. So, yeah, that's what I was saying, that the main argument seems to be not to solve this problem, but to see whose shirt is more dirtier than the other, who is more exactly right. who is less corrupt than the others. Rather than finding out the solution, we are trying to say, okay, yep, you know, this party is also corrupt, this party is also corrupt, probably this is less corrupt, so I'll go for that party, you know. So this seems to be the tendency of the common public as well, instead of, you know, directly questioning both the parties and holding them accountable that, you know, you can be from liberals or you can be from labors, 
but why are you involved in that and there seems there needs to be an independent body and that independence seems to be going away as well over the years now you know because this podcast is not about just bringing facts but also sharing our perspectives and adding some value so i also want to know about your perspectives on how do you think now is the journey moving forward so panama papers have been exposed you know they have been released now for a couple of years the investigation is still going on um now the immediate reaction as per you know our logic might suggest that these politicians might try to put some pressure uh to stop this investigation to not go forward with this investigation and somehow suppress this so that it does not gets the coverage in the global media um but what can be the route forward uh, so that we can reduce this expose and obviously make use of that money which is kept outside in the form of evaded taxes and use it to you know get rid of the poverty i'm coming from a country like india which is still uh, you know in which 60% of our people still de- depend on agriculture um and there you know if you can bring back that money it will really um make their lives better that's what you know prime minister modi also promised that he will get the black money from switzerland in 2014 and a lot of lot of lot of leaders have promised but nothing has happened you know he also said that he will deposit 1.5 million doll 1.5 million indian rupees to everyone's bank account uh, after he becomes prime minister nothing has happened by the way till now so we are still waiting for that and uh, so you know no action has been taken what do you think can be done to so that we are also taking that action in the coming days you know we always keep on talking about action be it un general assembly be it climate change be it afghanistan be it tax evasion isn't it george yeah so the the, the bottom line of any of this is until we the people make people accountable when we put them in a position it will not change because un- unless 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 you have a system where people that are in government and make make commitments are held accountable then nothing's going to happen because they can get away with they can say look at look at some of the stories that came out um from from uh in the US right um some of the re- ridiculous comments being made by by Trump and his supporters at, at worst somebody might get fined uh you know a couple of million dollars and and somebody in the background that supports him will pay that bill look what happened to Trump with his with his supporters right but but if whilst ever political leaders know that they can they can yeah you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is if i really do a bad enough job i'll get voted out that's about all uh, you know how many people i was delighted to see a couple of of um new south wales politicians put in jail uh, over the last few years because it actually looked like we were doing something and it actually looked like they were fair dinkum um the first level of accusation from labor on liberal towards uh Berejiklian's issue with her uh secret boyfriend was for Berejiklian to get up and say well you had Eddie Obeid and somebody else and that gets back to, that gets back to schoolyard mentality 
but nobody called her out on it. The people go and have a look at go and have a look at this this latest situation with ICAC in Australia, right? Um, with 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 our premier, most of the people. Uh, have said, oh, it's not right to be picking on her. She did a good job over there. But that's not and, – and this, again, we're going – people – the only way you're going to move forward is when enough people say enough is enough and there's going to be something put in place. And I have to say I've been waiting for that for a long, long time and I haven't seen it change terribly much, sadly. And unfortunately, you know, whenever any politician says that, you know, I have done this, but what about the other side? What about the other party? You know, they are more corrupt than me. The only question I have, I have to ask them that whenever you are in a class, you know, whenever we go to any school, we teach our kids that you need to compete with people who are at the top. You don't have to compete with people who are at the bottom, who, are, who have failed in the class. Now, if you want to compete with those, then it's your choice. But, you know, if you have to look at your long-term growth, your personal long-term growth and your country's long-term growth, you need, to, you need to look at how you can grow and not compare yourself with people. Imagine, you know, a parent telling his kid that you have done better than the person who failed in the class, so you are at a better position now. Is that what we tell our kids? Well, part of our international politics is like that. I don't tell as many lies as he does. He he stole more money than me. It, it, it's almost like, vote for me, I am the lesser of two evils. It, it's rarely, it is rarely now that people vote based on who is the best. They, the, there's so many people now that vote on who is the least bad. That's a terrible situation. You know, and, and 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 again, if you look at all of this, um, Imran Khan was not involved with this personally. Okay, cool. Well, what are you going to do about it? I'll look into it. I'll look into it. You know, politicians around the world must be the greatest purchasers of mirrors because they're forever looking into something. Yeah, you know, they don't. And, and and you have to question how much money comes to each political party, left, right, or centre, and therefore how willing are you to cut something off at the knees that may impact on somebody that's supporting your party? Yeah. And this is uh, the story of 140 politicians, George. If you just look at one politician, that is Vladimir Putin, um, so Russian... President Vladimir Putin, he isn't even mentioned in the documents, but what is suggested by ICIJ, you know, uh, they have suggested that his associates have secretly shuffled as much as $2 billion, which is equivalent to 1.7 billion euros through banks and shadow companies. Now, this is about a person who isn't even mentioned in those documents. So you can imagine the people who have been mentioned and who, who have still not been mentioned in those documents and have somehow got rid of those documents. So, you know, the, there are these tough questions which needs to be answered in the, in the coming days. And hopefully, you know, through UGP, we can also start creating some value 
some tangible value uh, in the in, in in the coming future so that our discussions can eventually create some value uh, in in reality because a lot of news channels have these conversations but i don't see anything happening in the real in the reality but definitely at ugp me we might want to look at what kind of tangible value we have created through our conversation today and look back at it and reach out to the larger audience to engage them into this discussion and ask them what their perspectives are what they feel about this and how do they think this change can happen in the coming days final remarks george before we end today's daily dose look my final remarks are this too many people will do nothing because there's nothing that they can do in their eyes there isn't a political party in the world that started without one person first even if there was two at the very this podcast this didn't start before you you approached me and then i said yes now every single political party every single organization starts with one person saying i've got an idea and that builds and builds and builds and builds when people start to understand that we can actually make a difference by holding people in power accountable then we've got a chance of people being accountable but until until the population on mass understands that they have the power they're just not exercising it it will never change nobody's going to take their hand out of the cookie jar until somebody slaps it or they run out of cookies absolutely george and well we know that on uh, the discussion on panama papers can in, in fact go on for a couple of hours because we know that it's a very very uh, broad topic and these papers have a lot to reveal but we'll keep the discussion till now uh, till here and if you have got anything which you want to discuss further on this topic feel free to send us your comments uh, engage with our posts um and send in your perspectives i would love to know you know each of your perspectives as well what you think about this and how you think as an individual who is in sydney or in india or in pakistan what do you feel about your government how do you think you can bring in that change in your country because you know um george and i would be the happiest if we see that this podcast is able to bring some change through our conversations in your lives uh you know sitting in your countries and that will be the biggest gift for us uh when we celebrate two months or three months or four months of this podcast series so hoping to see you all some other day and by the way tomorrow itself we have got a very special discussion for international students where we we will be joined by the ceo and founder of campus consultancy from melbourne and we are going to talk about what's a growth mindset and we would love to have you george if you are free the discussion will be at 12 pm tomorrow okay i'll see what i can do with my diary and if i can i will make it thank you so much everyone thank you george thanks sir i look forward to seeing you again thanks everybody